Hey, hey, welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast. This is episode 60. Can you believe it? 60 episodes. So if this is your first time joining us, uh, I would encourage you to go back to the beginning. I think my first few, maybe my first six are kind of bland um, for whatever reason, out of practice, whatever. Um, who knows? But uh, anyway, if you get through those, uh, hopefully you'll be blessed. And hopefully you have been blessed by our study through Romans going through in context. And so we are in chapter six. Remember chapter one is kind of the, uh, where Paul says hello to his audience. It's his introduction. The key verse is verse 16, where he talks, talks about, uh, him not being ashamed of the gospel first, this power of salvation to all who believe, uh, chapter two, he's, he, uh, or I'm sorry. And it finishes up chapter one by speaking, um, to the heathen, the blatant, obvious sinners. And chapter two, he talks about the self-righteous and the super religious. In chapter three, he talks about, you know, the benefits of being a Jew. And he talks about how all have sinned. And he talks about things such as just being justified, redeemed, and, and just being our propitiation. Uh, chapter four, he goes on about justification through faith demonstrated uh, primarily in Abraham, this idea of justification apart from the law. Chapter five, he talks about the results of justification by faith and Jesus compared to Adam and how sin entered the world. And now we are in chapter six. And in chapter six, he's going to talk about us being dead to sin, but alive to God. And we started off last time with the first two verses. And we're going to read those again, uh, and we're going to fill you in on the context in case you don't remember. Uh, Paul had just brought up how um, where grace, where sin abounds, grace abounds more. In other words, where when we sin, God's grace is greater. We cannot out-sin God's grace. The only sin that um, that God does not forgive is that that uh, sin of rejecting uh, His offer of forgiveness. And so. Uh, that testimony of the Holy Spirit that you need his forgiveness. And so then the question is, well, are you just saying that Christians can just continue to sin? You know, your forgiveness, you just continue to sin. And that's where chapter six starts. He says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How can we who died to sin live any longer in it? So last time we talked a little bit about us dying on the cross with Jesus and that, uh, we are dead to sin. That old, the old me was put to death and there's a new me. And so that's something that's going to be brought up here as we go, this idea of the old man and such. So try to clue you in as we get to that. And so now he's going to kind of explain this. So he says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? So right away, he expects you to say, wait a minute, what, what do you mean by died to sin? So he says, verse three, he says, or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ, or into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. And so he's, he's pointing out, remember, you, remember this picture of baptism where you go under the water. And a lot of times people, when they think of baptism, they think of it as like a, a ceremonial washing, like my sins are washed away. And, and that's, that's part of the picture. But what Paul is cluing us into here is he's saying, look, there's a picture here of us being baptized into Christ's death. And he clears this up in case you're missing it. He, about, he says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. And so the picture isn't like us going into the water and getting washed off so much as us going into the grave. Us going into the grave like, like Christ was buried and he rose again and us coming out a new creation. It's not just that I was, you know, 
that my my sins were were washed away. I'm supposed to be even more than that. I'm a new creation. Um, the old things are gone, and and all things are new. And this is this is a, a wonderfully powerful experience for us as Christians to to gap, apprehend and, and to grasp. And so he says, therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. And so, again, this is what I'm talking about is that we are a new creation. This is some of the things that Paul is is telling us. Like, look, you are not the same as you used to be. When you receive Jesus as your Savior, you you are a new creation. You were buried with him and you rose again. And we, we baptize people for that, for that reason too. It's not because baptism is magic. It's because it is a, a physical and outward sign of an inward change. Now for me personally, not that you care, but for me personally, when I, um, when I was baptized, uh, I had been a, a Christian for a number of years uh, and I just never got baptized. My, my, the church I was going to, uh, I don't recall them ever baptizing anybody. Um, and then when I got older, I'd been in church for a long time. I'd been in, in ministry and I hadn't been baptized. And I thought, well, this is kind of awkward for me to be baptized. It's a new believer thing. And I'm not a new believer. And so I decided I'm going to go over to the swimming pool. So I went over to the swimming pool where I worked and I got in the water and I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go under the water and I'm going to think about the changes that I'm making, the things I'm leaving behind, the old me stuff that I've let hang around. And so I went under the water and I thought about those things and I said, okay, I'm going to come out of the water and I'm, I'm walking in newness of life kind of thing, you know? And, and so I did that. Now you might say, well, wait a minute. I thought you were just a new creation when you are first saved. This would have been way after. And that, and that, that's true. But here's the other thing is that the Bible says that, that though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we're being renewed day by day. You know, this is one of those glorious things for me is that I can wake up today and it's a new day. And if I, if I messed up yesterday and I sent up a storm or if I had some great failure, I can say like, yes, I failed yesterday, but that's gone and that's over and that's done. And that goes against, really against a lot of the, the general mindset that, that most people have. And I think my natural mindset is no different. So when you hear about people that, uh, that have an addiction or a problem, and, and for me, like, um, like diet-wise, like I will eat everything. It's just what I do. I'm blessed with a very fast metabolism. But as I get older and as my job is more, uh, more me sitting around, it's harder because I'm not burning the calories like I used to. And so I, I keep myself pretty strict as of late on what I, what I eat and what I don't. Um, but what I found is when I go off of it, I don't go off a little bit. I was like, I, I have to, I have to purposely say like, it is cheat day. Because if I just say, well, oh, I'm just going to eat some of this. Well, I'll eat some of that for the next six months. And that's just that kind of that mental mentality we have of when we give in, we give in. Um, so when they talk about alcoholics and when they fall off the wagon, as they say, they tend to not just like, oh, just have one drink, but they go completely back to the extent that they were before and maybe even further. It's just kind of that, that, uh, that's just kind of the way that we're, we tend to be wired as humans. And so this is one of the glorious things about being a Christian is we don't have to do that. We can say, no, tomorrow I'm, it's, I'm walking in newness of life. So all that's to say, I baptized myself. 
and nobody was around to see it. And when I got married, my wife told me that she didn't think that counted in our church that we were attending at that time, said they were having a baptism at the beach. So I went down there and there were these, it was a huge church. So there were like, you know, lines of people, especially at the senior pastor, there was this massive line of people who wanted to be baptized by him, which, you know, whatever, I didn't care. It's like, I'm here to get baptized. It's not really about who does it. Uh, it's about uh, who I'm being baptized into. And so I went out, some pastor who didn't know me from anybody else looked at me and he said, you know, ask me some questions. Do you believe that Jesus is the son of God? Do you believe he died at the cross for your sins? I baptized you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he dunked me under, pulled me back up. And I was like, hey, I wanted to do that thing where I stayed under for a while and I thought about it, you know. But I got out and nothing was any different. I was a huge church. Nobody knew me. It wasn't a really a moving testimony. Um, so my baptism stories are kind of lame. Uh, for a lot of people, it's a meaning, you know, it was a very meaningful thing was they were when they were a new believer in front of their church family or in front of people that they knew or that they had come to know. Uh, and that's really how it's supposed to be. I think I'm, I'm kind of an anomaly uh, that way, but it's what we're supposed to do. And um, if you haven't been baptized, I would encourage you to uh, to be baptized and uh, and to think about what it means and not just get wet. Um we can get wet doing a lot, whole lot of other things. So uh, anyway, he says, do you not know that as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Um, and so we were buried with him. And this is the this is a theme we're going to see as we go. So uh, we'll pick up next time right there. I'll try not to do as big of a recap tomorrow because I did a big recap today. And so if you are, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. God bless you.